Okay, let us begin. The, the next step that I think we, we need to try and focus on a little bit is the, is the concept of, of looking at a whole person. What does that mean? We spoke last week about how everyone has weaknesses and strengths. I actually saw it this morning in the Gra, where he says very clearly that it was kashur to what you said, Rav Widow, about um, that, uh, that a person a lot of times makes goals and, and wants to accomplish certain things. And then when he doesn't accomplish it, it um, he blames Hashem for the lack of accomplishment. And the problem was that he didn't do, and he says it in, in, on that Pusik, he says that he didn't do um, what it was um, that he really wanted to do. Meaning he, he, he jumped and he took things... Um, copying, either copying somebody um, or uh, jumping out of his comfort zone um, too much out of his comfort zone and he didn't take what he needed to take um, in the pace that he needed to take it as Um, and, and then he failed and then he didn't accomplish what he wanted to accomplish and then he blames Hashem or he blames somebody else when meanwhile, what, what, what he uh, was p- supposed to do or what the right thing to do would be to do what's right for you and to go in your path. Because when you go one step at a time, which is important to go one step at a time and to take it slow. So a lot of times a person can get frustrated because he sees his friend, he sees someone else and he sees that that person is over there and I'm only over here. And then instead of him saying, but this is what I need to do, this is what's best for me, what he does is, is he will go ahead and, and uh, you know, jump, try and make it for a couple weeks, whatever it might be, and then he falls. So um, <clears throat> I think part of that, and just to talk about what I think, what, what I want to talk about today, is looking at the whole person is looking at as one of the, the I think the Sfasema says, have a done as kol ha'adam. I think that's the Lushan to judge the entire person, lekavzchus, which means that every person has something that's good about him. Every person has positive things, positive traits. What happens many times is we judge it black or white. I'm either good or I'm not good. I'm either successful or I'm unsuccessful. I'm either motivated or I'm unmotivated. As opposed to um, looking at yourself as, as a whole, which means maybe I'm unmotivated when it comes to this. Maybe I'm motivated when it comes to that. Maybe I'm very healthy, right? People say, oh, I'm, I'm very unhealthy. Or I'm, I'm, I'm uh, I don't, right? People say, oh, they don't eat healthy. I mean, did you ever eat salad? Did, have you ever had vegetables? Do you ever drink water? So that's eating healthy. Doesn't mean you don't eat healthy. It means, right? If you have a hamburger, 
with, uh, with uh, uh, lettuce, onion, tomato. So I don't, I mean, I don't know, not all hamburgers are, let's say, healthy. And the bun, let's say, is not necessarily healthy, but you're eating it with, with uh, lettuce, onions, and tomato. So it's part of your meal is healthy. And what happens is we look at everything in terms of black and white. And when a person learns to, to look at a bigger picture and to look at all the different parts of, of a whole, then you're not as, um, you're not as let's say, down about it. And it's not, you're not as up and down about it. It's not I'm either having a great day or I'm having a bad day. I'm either a good guy or I'm a bad guy. I'm either going to Gehenna or I'm going to heaven. No, it's not, it's not like that. There, there can be many things that you're doing right there could be many things you're doing not right. There could be many, there could be a little, some things you're doing not right, some things you, you are doing right. And when a person begins to look at himself as a whole, right? When you look at another person, you say, that person, I don't like that part of that person. When that person, that doesn't mean that, there's, that, that, that that person's a bad person. You know, they say a, they say a great story of uh, Rabbi Ari Levin. They say Rabbi Ari Levin, um, it's hard for us to understand historically because um, we weren't there um, at, during that time. But historically, there was a, it was during the time where there was um, a, a lot of um, uh, differences in when it came to Israel and uh, trying to form this country. Rabbi Arya Levin was more in the camp of, of the, um, he, he was a big Talmud of Rav Kook. Um, and Rav Cook, of course, was someone who, who was very into, you know, the acceptance of all Jews in Israel, even secular. And, and a lot of people had a lot of problems with that. The other side, the other camp, we'll say, so to speak, right? Um, now, the extreme of that group was Rav, um, I think it was Rav, Rav Amram Blau who was what the head, he started, or he was from the head of the, of the ultra, ultra, uh, ultra, ultra, you know, anti-Zionist um, and anti-anything um, that was going on. There were stories he would get arrested constantly. You know, they would make a lot of trouble for, for, for you know, things going on, whether it was Chilol Shabbos, different things. Now, Rabbi Aryeh Levin was known as someone who would go visit, visit people in jail. He would visit murderers. He would visit, uh, you know, uh, thieves. He would visit everybody in jail. He was known as the, the rabbi of the, of the, of the jail, the, the prisoners. And he came there one time. And um, one of the, I think it was one of the Hasidim or one of the groupies of, of uh, the Nature Karta, of these anti, and they were anti him, very anti Rabbi Levin, very anti. And one of them said, um, could you get me some, some, you know, a better food? So Rabbi Levin went over to the, to, the, to the head guard and he asked him on behalf of this guy, could you, could you, uh, could you get him better food? And the guy was like, Rabbi Levin, I don't understand. This guy torments you and he's part of the group that's constantly tormenting you and tormenting you and tormenting you. Why are you asking 
the warden, the head guy for extra food for this guy. Aren't you happy that he's in jail or at least that he's in jail? You don't have to get him better food. What are you doing? So Rabbi Ari Levin said, this is what he said. It's unbelievable. And this is, I think, the, uh, the, uh, the theme for today a little bit is that Rabbi Levin says, yes, I know that he's anti what I'm doing and he's anti different things, but I respect the fact that he stands for something. And I respect the fact that he believes in something and he's willing to, to, to do things for his cause. And why shouldn't I ask the head guard to get him food just because he happens to be against me but that doesn't make him as a whole a bad person. Okay, he happens to, to be against me, but at least he stands for something. So why is that such a powerful story? Because it's not the shot that, that okay, I'm overlooking what he did to me. It's not that, it's not that he was in denial in La La Land that uh, he didn't do, he's not against me. No, I'm not focusing on that that makes him who he is. That's not who he is. He's a whole person. It could be he's, you know, you could have that in general when it comes to, for Donning Lekafskus. You look at someone, you say, this guy's a husband. This guy's a child. This guy's a student. This guy's a, you know, he has a whole history. Have he done his kol adam means you can't judge someone until you know everything leading up to where he is that made him who he is. And therefore, it's impossible to judge anyone because you'll never know what he went through. You'll never know his, what he started with. You'll never know what he's been through. So when you look at someone in that exact moment, you could say he's bad, he's good. He's this, He's that. When you look at a person as a whole, then it changes your entire perspective of that other person. That's, that's a start of Hilchas Lashon Hara. Now, how do you get to that? And there's the discussion today, and I'd like to hear um, from you guys. Oh, you have a question, Avi. Yeah, no, I just want to add on to Rebbe's Yeah, yeah, please. Rebbe was saying this guy in jail, right? At least he's standing up for something. Right. It's, I, used to sp- I, I know a guy who I was very close with, he used to say, person with no energy, it's very hard to build up energy, but exactly. the guy with bad, let's say he's doing bad, whatever, you can channel it. One day, Correct. Really good exactly. He'll Correct. Change. At least he's strong. At something. least he's strong. At least he yeah. believes in something. And, and the point is, very good, Avi, the point is that it's not so much, even, in, and you're right, it means that he's focusing, so that's called focusing on, on the whole person. When you focus on the whole person, you know, a lot of people, they struggle with that when it comes to themselves. And that's really where it comes from. They struggle with that when it comes to themselves because they define themselves and they say, I am this type of person. I am this type of, this is how I'm living today. This is who I am. You're not necessarily that that's who you are. That's not who you are. Right now, you're struggling with something. That's why people, right, we spoke about last week about people about taking a break. If I know that I'm going to get somewhere, then I can take a break. I'm able to take a break because it doesn't mean I'm lazy. It means sometimes I could be lazy. What's wrong with sometimes me being lazy? I'm allowed to be lazy sometimes. The question is, am I lazy or I'm not lazy? Am I, am I someone who's like this or I'm not like that? 
Am I, am I motivated? Am I unmotivated? Am I a good guy? I'm not a good guy. And when a person begins to look at himself as a whole person, then, then he looks at other people like that as well. Then he starts saying, oh, that person is not just that. That person has a whole, whole beautiful side to him that maybe I don't even know about. I don't even know what, 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 what that guy has. I don't even know what he's been through. I don't even know how he, you know, that he does this, chesed, or he does that. And when you start speaking to someone, that's why, you know, communication and listening to someone and asking someone and saying, why do you do that? What's the story with that? And you get into conversations with someone, you start learning a lot about other people. Same with yourself. If you start understanding yourself, so why do I do this? Why do I do that? A lot of times people have, you know, they have stages where they're doing well and then they're not doing well. They're having good days and they're having bad days. They have to try and understand why, why that happens to me. How come, how come I can go a month, things are going well, and then the next month I'm doing terrible? How come in a day, right? Some people in days, it goes by days. Some people in a day could have like 15 different moods. You're in a good mood, bad mood, okay mood, good mood, bad mood, right? And to try and understand yourself as a whole person, as looking at, at the big picture of who you are. Yes? When it comes to doing a study in the scientific world, one of the big factors is sample size. Right. If the sample size is too small, the results of the study isn't considered valid. Why? Right, exactly. Because you have a graph that looks like it's going down, but in the overall... In the big picture, up, correct. Like you exactly. Just the day, your day might be bad, but your whole month was amazing. Correct, exactly. It it's true. And when you look at, and when people look at a graph... When you look at a graph and you see and you see it going down and down and down, but, but your overall picture is going up, right? How many times do people quit when they're having a bad day, quit when they're having a bad month? They're quitting. Instead of, instead of they looked at it, right? If they looked at it, if you looked at yourself, this is one of the big things also. Look at yourself five years younger than yourself. Look at yourself five years younger than yourself. How would you look at yourself if you were at your stage right now, five years younger? Would you be happier with yourself? Probably, if meaning not, you're not going back in time. You are who you are now, but you're five years younger, right? So let's say you're 21 years old now, right? You're 20 years old. Imagine everything you have now and you're really 15, how would you then look at yourself right now? Would you be happier? For sure you'd be happier. You'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so far ahead of, of where I'm supposed to be. I'm so far ahead of who I am. So far ahead. And just one shift of looking at yourself five years younger. Imagine that you look at yourself 10 years younger. And now we have no idea how long you're gonna live. So even on that chart, it could be true. Right? Because you don't know if you're going to live till 90 or 80 or 70 or 100. You suddenly look at yourself very differently. Okay, question, comments? Please. Yeah, we'll start a halacha. Anybody else want to say something? Any thoughts? Ellie? Anybody? Shimmy? Yes, sure. Yeah, Rabbi was saying how, how you're meant to look back at, at like five years ago, right. how much you accomplished. 
and where you are today, and it'll make you. Well, happy. no, you're not saying five years. You're not. You don't five look. Five years younger. Five years if younger. right now, instead of you, how old are you now? Twenty. Twenty. So imagine if you were you now, but you were only fifteen years old. How, how does that help us prepare for the future? But one second, how would you how would you feel? Correct, now? but that's only right now. No, but I'm saying, how would you feel? You feel like you're the king of the world. Of course, but, but how's that going to help me help me in, in, the, in the long term? Because maybe it's true. How, how's it going to help me for five maybe years? Maybe it's true. Now? Good, but maybe it's true. I'm saying because in five years, let me ask you a question. Because when you're 25, wouldn't you say, "Oh wow, if I was 20"? You don't think there's a 25 year old here in the room who said, "If I were 20 years old"? Like that? What? Everyone has a different right, exactly. approach to life. Correct. But, but everyone would love, if everybody... Person doesn't want to be me when they were 20. I want to be that. Correct. No, but I'm, yeah. what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is that, is that something so simple like that makes such a massive difference. Because what happens? We get stuck in the frame that we're in. We get stuck at being 20 years old and then we, we don't look at the big picture of who I am. We don't look at myself in a bigger picture. I don't know how long I'm gonna live. I don't know when I'm gonna get married. I don't know how many kids I'm gonna have. I don't know when I'm gonna make my money. I don't know what the, my life in the big picture. We just look at it like, today I'm in a bad mood, so therefore everything is dark. Today I'm feeling a certain way, so then everything is, that is what it is. We don't look at the big picture of things. We don't look at a bigger picture. But if I just gave you five years extension, suddenly everybody here is in a totally different mood. Because what did I just do? I just extended the, the screen. I just made it a longer movie. The movie is not over. It's a different movie. It's a different movie now. It's not just in the moment where you're dealing with the moment. We get lost in every little moment. The irony is, the irony is we're not able to live in the moment. We're always living in the future, right, whatever it is, but in the negative, we get stuck in the moment, right? We don't live in the moment when it's a positive way to live in the moment, but we live in the moment when we're, when we're down. You hear that, Shua? So, so a person has to learn to, to have a lens, right? You have to, have to learn to be, at a, to be at a focus, to zone out, and to be at a hyper-focus in. You have to learn how to switch your lens, how to switch things up. Okay? Yes, anybody else? Because I'm going to start the halacha. Yeah, we good? Yeah, Shmuley, what do you say? You agree? You agree? You're good? Okay, let's learn a halacha. Here we go. A very important rule with Hilchas Lashon Hara. Now, why is it important to always learn Hilchas Lashon Hara? The reason it's very important to learn Hilchas Lashon Hara is because there's a, there's a flow of, of energy that takes us all away from focusing on ourselves, and we want to be interested in what everybody else is doing. And when you're interested in what everybody else is doing, it takes you away from the most important person, and that's yourself. Because you're busy thinking of other people and what's going on outside, as opposed to what's going on inside. But when a person stops speaking Lashon Hara, or stop listening to Lashon Hara, so it forces a person to really 
hit and look in within himself. So here we go. An important rule in Hilchus Lashonara. If you are planning to have some interaction with another person, okay, you are permitted to inquire from other people about that person. For example, if you want to hire him for your business, you want to know if he's a good roommate, you want to know if it's a good shidduch, whatever it might be, right? You are allowed to inquire even if they might say negative things about the person. This is because you are not asking him for the purpose of hearing Lashon Hara, rather in order to protect yourself so as not to end up in fights and disagreements with him later on. Wow, very, very important. So you're allowed to inquire about somebody, and it's not Lashon Hara, to see, do I go into business with that person? Is that someone who you think I'll get along with? Should I become roommates with that person? Do you think I should be chavrusas with that person? And you have to be very careful, right, to, obviously, you're not, you have to know who you're asking. If you ask someone who's just going to, you know, talk and say negative things, you have to be very careful if you know that that person doesn't like that other person. But otherwise, if you're asking someone for your own benefit or to protect yourself, you're allowed to. Since your intent is constructive, it is not Lashon Hara. Oh, that's what he says. You must make sure not to ask someone who does not like the person. Because even if a business competitor, right, um, should not be asked. Because competitors generally are not fond of one another. So if you know somebody might not like this guy, you have to be very careful. Okay, yes. Yes, from Zev. One more time, if what? I'm asking someone about a shitter. Right. And the guy who's going to be upsetting it is upset the way it should be said. Is what? The guy who is asking upset it the way the fear of But the one who's asking always exaggerates when he tells them someone else. You know he's going to tell someone else. Are you going to tell him? I don't, I don't think I understand the case. The, the guy who's asking him is going to tell us. But if it doesn't work out, he'll over-exaggerate to anyone else asking him. What do you, I don't understand. What's he going to so do? The guy that's asking him is asking the Torah but the, and the guy that's answering is answering the Torah but is he allowed to answer when you know that the guy that's asking will go tell someone else not the Torah I don't understand. So, meaning he's he's going to talk Lashon Hara about him? The guy that's asking, he know the guy that's answering. So knows I, the guy that's going to that's asking. I don't, know, I don't know. He knows all this stuff, but I'm saying, I mean, then then you, then probably you cannot tell him Lashon either. You're going to have him tell Lashon Hara. If I know I'm going to tell someone something, and because of that they're going to tell somebody else Lashon Hara, then of course, then why would I be able to tell him if I know he's going to tell Lashon Hara? Probably not. All right, but so what? But he, you know he's going to tell Lashon Hara. I would assume that you can't because I'm giving him some Lashon Hara to say. I would think not. I don't know. I, I don't see him say that, but I would assume. If I'm going to tell somebody something and I know they're going to say something bad about someone with what I'm saying, then, then right. Yeah, then I would say not. Okay, good question, Zev. Okay.
Um, okay. He says, you must make sure not to ask someone that he said. First of all, you will not get honest information um, if it's someone who doesn't like him. And also you are causing the speaker to transgress Lashon Hara since his intent will be to put the person down. Therefore, this must be avoided. Okay, beautiful. Um, so I want to I want to um, continue on this theme of of how we can learn to focus on the whole person and not just on what you're seeing. So I think one of the things that we always talk about, which I think needs to be reiterated, and is always very important to talk about, is that what happens is that a person many times when they see a person do something. So the first, um, the first thing that happens usually is that we see, we pick up things that are shaykh to us, right? Many people, most people when you see something, right? If I would say, could you describe, tell someone what you see in the base madrash, right? So everybody's gonna probably pick something different, right? This person's gonna pick uh, tables, this person might pick the svarim, this person might pick the lighting, right? Everybody picks something different. And what happens is when we look at other people, and this, really, this is really where this starts from, when we look at other people, we pick up that which we ourselves are the most connected to. If you're connected to um, anger, so you're gonna pick up anger. If you're connected to someone who's insecure, you're gonna pick up insecurity. If you're connected to um, somebody not being, uh, you know, someone looking like a mess, not being neat, then you'll pick up that he's messy. What happens is we pick up the things that we are weak in, or things that we are struggling with, or things that we have. So now, in order to look at a whole person, when you're able, when you see a person, you see, the negative thing inside of them, one of the steps that a person can think about is to realize that the only reason I'm picking that thing up is because it's really me. It's really me that I'm picking up. I'm not necessarily picking that up in the other person. I'm picking up myself. So I'm seeing this thing very clearly, but it's really coming from me. When a person goes ahead and a person is able to say that, Sometimes that's the first step to then see a different part of the person. Because what happens is it's like, what do you mean? I could promise that that's what that person is doing. I know for a fact that that's what that person is doing. But the second that I realize that it's really when a person sees a nega, when a person sees something negative in somebody else, it's really coming from my negativity. Once I realize that, then I could say, okay, now let me zoom out and let me look at the whole person. But what happens is we think that it's all that the person is carrying that thing. So therefore we get blinded to say, what do you mean? That person has that problem. I know for a fact that that person has that problem. And the reason it bothers us is because it bothers us about ourselves. When you're bothered about yourself, so then you don't like to see it in other people. You don't like to see it. You pick it up much quicker in somebody else. But if a person realizes that it's all me, and it's not the other person, that person might also have 
little snippets of it. That person might have a little bit of it. But when a person really puts it on himself, then suddenly you start seeing a different person. Start seeing somebody who is a more whole person. You're not just hyper-focused on that aspect that that person has. So the first step, I think many times when we see someone, is to first acknowledge the re- why is it that I'm picking up that which I'm picking up? Why am I picking up in this person X, Y, and Z? Why am I picking up his anger? Why am I picking up his laziness? Why am I picking up his rudeness? Whatever it might be. Why am I picking up the fact that, oh, he's such a show-off, right? I don't know, why are you picking that up? Or why does that bother you so much? So the second you recognize that that's all you, then you could look at the person and say, whoa, here's a whole person over here. Maybe he is a little bit of a show-off. That that's, not, that's not really who the guy is. Why is it bothering me? Why am I stuck and fixated on that? Okay, make sense? Question, comments, please? Yeah, we good? Yes, Avada, for sure. Very good, beautiful. It's true for the positive also. Now what, that means you have it. Avada, 100%. If you see someone good in something good, and you pick up something good, it means that you have that positive trait. You have that positivity, that's why you see it. You're able to see it. You're able to see things that you're connected to. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to see it. You'd be blind, because if you're blind to something, you wouldn't be able to see the, the, you wouldn't be able to see it, you're blind to it, right? The goal is to be, to be so pure that all you see is all the beauty in the other person because you just have so much good and you don't have such any negativity. You don't have those chesronos. That's the madrega, that's a very high madrega, where all you're seeing in people is all the beauty of everybody else. You're seeing just incredible things, right? Because you see it in yourself, you have that yourself, and you've worked on yourself tremendously. And that's also, by the way, like you're saying, Rafael, the reason Hashem puts people in our lives to make things difficult for us is to show us and to teach us what we have to work on. The way, how do I know what I'm supposed to work on? How's a person supposed to see what he's supposed to work on? The way we see what we're supposed to work on is when we pick up negative things in people and we see it, so it's Hashem sending my way, sending me a person who acts a certain way, and it's for me to be able to judge that person and to say, whoa, why am I picking that up? It must be the reason I'm picking it up is because I need to work on that myself. How else is Hashem going to communicate that to you? There's no other way that Hashem can communicate things to us if it's not through other people. Hashem doesn't come down and start talking to you and say, oh, what do I have to work on? Yes. 100% of the time? 100% of the time, yes. What? That what? That that's why Hashem shows? Yes. Projection, 100%. That what, what, what are you asking? That when you see something good or bad in someone right. else's Right, so what are you, what, what, what are you, you're asking it for a reason. What's, it, it, it sounds it, too... I feel like I've seen either good or bad in other people that wasn't necessarily right. what I'm saying myself. Right, okay, good. So that's why I was asking why, why you're asking the question. So a lot of people, the reason they ask the question, so that, so that means if I see someone who's a crazy person, if I'm a psychiatrist... Right, and I'm seeing someone 
who's uh, you know uh, thinks he's a bird, so that means I think I'm a bird, right? That, that maybe I have a bird within me. So okay, there, there are there are extreme. I don't mean that uh, right, so I'm not. I'm not talking about that. Person. I'm talking about right. I'm talking about your regular average person who is judging your regular. I'm not talking about let's say extreme cases, right? Which also is true, by the way. So not extreme cases. No, no, it's a regular case. If you see a regular person doing something, so the reason Hashem had you see that, right? What is the 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 Gemara says the Chazal, Haraya. Right, Someone sees an adulteress. Someone sees a woman, right, who has uh, 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 committed adultery or looks like she committed adultery. You have to stop drinking wine. Why should I stop drinking wine? Because, Chazal say, why is she an adulteress? Because she's intoxicated. So the fact that Hashem made it that I saw it, it means I. Why did Hashem put me to see that? Right? So people can say, oh, nowadays with social media and this, you could see anything, you can see everything. Yeah, why, is it, why, why did Hashem make it that I, that I saw this thing? It must be that I have to fix something like that. There's something inside of me that I have to do. It's a very deep Kabbalistic concept, but it's true. I mean, so let's say someone does... Why did Hashem make it that I saw it? Now again, if it's the person that has nothing to do with me, so then, so then why did I, what, what's the point? What's the point? The fact that you could see it, the fact that you could notice it, and that's simple actions, that's simple actions, even simple action. Here we're talking about midos. If you're able to recognize midos in someone a certain way, and for sure you have it. Well, I'm talking about where if someone clearly does something that is just like right. wrong. Okay, right. So we're not talking about that. Right, but it means you have a part of it. Otherwise, well, it's, it's, it's in front of a whole group of people. Does that mean each one of them? Yes. Well, there's a reason why we're, we're, we're there. There's a reason why everyone happened to be there and they happened to witness it. Right? But we're, we're talking about a more... You're, we're, we're already getting into a more Kabbalistic, a much deeper spiritual... You know, understanding of it, but the simple way that I'm explaining it is more when you see something in someone that bothers you that they act a certain way, or they they have a certain mida that you don't like, or they have a mida that you do like. It means you have a connection to it. Otherwise, you'd be you'd be like you know, you'd be totally. And the proof is if you set up if you set up a person and you get together with two or three other people or you set up a situation with two, three other people, they might pick out three different things. Very different things. So who's right? No one's right. And no one's wrong. It's why are you picking that up? Many times this bothers this person, doesn't bother that person. So why, how could that be? Eh, right? I'm sure you've had people in your life that, that doesn't bother me. I don't know why that bothers you so much. And it burns. It eats you up inside. So why, how come the guy next to me, it doesn't bother him at all? Doesn't bother him at all. Certain people they can't deal with it. That what? Judgments that we see on the person that we kind of harp on. Yeah. More that kind of thing. That what? That what? That when we 
we see a person, kind of judgments that come to mind when we see them do something bad, but less, less if they do something that's clearly you know, a bad deed or whatever. Right, right. So that I'm saying, so that's also true, but I'm saying that's more on a spiritual, godly, emuna, why did Hashem put me in that situation? Correct. That, that'll sat, satisfy that. That, right? Correct? That answers that a little bit. Yes, you did, John. I understand what Rebbe's saying on a simple level. Right. And uh, what I want to ask you that. Yeah. Let's say, I, let's say, like, I see something that someone else is doing wrong. Does it have to be that it bothers me? Like, and does it mean that I did that? I have that part inside of me and I have to fix it? Or does it mean that I'm just shy after that? Because, like, I can look at someone, let's say, like, Hitler, and t- a person can understand that how a person could get to that place where he's going to want to kill out a full nation. I don't want to do that in the moment, but I can see how a person can be capable of that. It doesn't mean I have to start fixing myself that I'm going to be worried. That I'm going to go worried. I'm going to go like murder a nation. I'm not worried in that. But I see that I'm shy. It right, so that's, right, it. I hear it. That's, that's a good point. Um, it, there's a safer, I mean, the Gemara is talking about it. It's a kas. What, what, what we don't realize, kas, right, is something that they say leads to murder. And one of the reasons that they say to uproot uh, your bad midos is because we just look at it that it's a little, little thing. We don't realize that if it's not dealt with and it festers and it festers and it festers in the next generation and then the next generation. And what happens is, you know, it's like parallel, you know, in math, when you learn about parallel, if it's a little bit off, then it's not parallel. Why? Because, you know, 100 miles down the road, it's going to cross. So even though right now, I might see that I have a very small bad midah, like you're saying, and I can't imagine it, it being so powerful and dangerous, but you did, you, the truth is, it's not, that's not true. The truth is, the way it works, is that it slowly festers and it, sl- it slowly grows, and then it's, uh, it could manifest itself into a big, 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 big problem. So you're right, it doesn't mean that I'm there now, but what it means is, is that, so, so, so if you're aware of it, so I'll give you an example. Anyone as a parent can tell you this with your children. What, what happens in people's children is that children somehow are able to um, take out sometimes the worst of their parents. So you don't see it necessarily in the, it's just like children know their parents the best. Why? Because they're in the panemius of the child. So I might be able to hide something from everybody. But my children, I can't hide it from. From my wife, I can't hide it from. Because it might be very, very subtle. But that doesn't mean that it's not there. So to work on it, the goal in life, right, and the Rambam says this, the Ramchal says it, all the Svar Makadoshim talk about how it's much more important to uproot your midos because of the very reason that you're saying you did ya. Because a person can say, if I'm not doing the Maisa, what do I have to uproot the midah? But the truth is, you might stop the Maisa, I might stop the action, but the midah is still there. And if the midah is still there, that's a little bit more dangerous. It's a little bit more dangerous. One more clarification. Does yes. this also apply to somebody who's training themselves to be able to look at someone's midos or like right. study this kind of stuff? Or right, that's a good question. Researching a right. certain like, uh, kind of people, and I'm going like, to try to see all the subtleties. Right. It also mean that if I see it, I'm 
Nice. Nice. Great question. My experience with therapists and with people, um, um, uh, uh, any, any type of person who works with Lahavdal, you know, you have Chashava, uh, you know, Tzadikim. Um, the reason they're able to, to understand other people's things are because of, is because they, they're through and through, worked through. A thera- a great, the best therapists are therapists who themselves have been through hundreds of hours of therapy. They themselves are all worked through. So it's not that I could figure you out because I myself am a, a good for nothing, but I read all these things and I could diagnose. There could be one element to that. But somebody who's really worked through and through and knows himself, because at the end of the day, there's already another conversation, at the end of the day, good timing, Yehuda. At the end of the day, right, we're all the same. At the end of the day... So now that this person has worked through, right, you're saying that... So me, this way, I can... So it's not, it's not worked through, meaning if I can work through a certain Nice, 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 right, that's a great question. That's a great question. That's a great, great, great question. That's a great, great, great question. I'm going to leave that... As a great question that um, that I've thought of, um, I have a I have an answer to that, but I'm not going to answer it because I like the question better than 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 my answer. But you did just asking that if a person totally totally gets rid of all of his bad midos and he gets rid of all of his stuff, so then how could he help someone else with his bad midos if he can't even if he can't, won't even be able to he won't even be able to recognize that. That's what you're asking. Correct? Yes. They say, just to give one little answer, because it's hard for me to just not say anything, they say when Moshe Rabbeinu, um, when he saw Klal Yisrael doing the Egel, right? So it says, or before, then, during, right? They say that he got angry. Right? He got angry. And he threw down the Luchas, he got angry. So they say, the tzaddikim say, I think it's from the Baal Shem Tev, that he says that kol hakoyes ki'ilu Anyone who gets angry is as if he did avodah And the melech has to have a connection to the nation. And the only way there could have been the nation doing avodah and a connection to their leader, Moshe Rabbeinu, is that if Moshe Rabbeinu kefi his madrega had a connection to Avodah Whatever that means. That's like a guy smoking weed to connect his students. Right, right, exactly. So good, good, good. I, that's, that's why I hear he could escape. So it doesn't have to be necessarily that he's doing the act. Everyone is human. Everyone is human and everybody, right, that, that, would, that, that I can answer simply like that. If I have my escapes and I have my things that I do that I'm weak in, so I can relate to somebody who has escapes and they do that. It doesn't have to be, right? There's a story with the Baal Shem Tev. There's a story with the Baal Shem Tev when, when uh, someone came to him and saw someone being Machal Shabbos. And he says, oh, you know the story, right? He saw, him, saw someone being Machal Shabbos. And he says, oh, he was Machal Shabbos. So let me check myself. And he checked and he checked and he checked and he couldn't find that he was Machal Shabbos at all. So he checked again and checked again. And then it came out he was talking, he says, yeah, about a year ago, whatever it was, he was mevaza, or he was not so sensitive to a Talmud Chacham. 
he wasn't so respectful to him, a Talmud Chacham. And a Talmud Chacham, he came to Baal Shem, to Baal Shem, says, Talmud Chacham is Bechina Shabbos. And he was Machal a little bit to Talmud Chacham. So he had a little bit of a Shaykhist to Chol Shabbos. So he was able to see Chol Shabbos. But your question is a good question. I like your question. Why can't the therapist connect to, his, uh, to, the, to the guy based on his previous knowledge of what he used to be? Right, okay. So you did, so you did just asking, what, well, if we look at, if we think of Zahiris and Nikias, right, I always, I always think of Nikias when it comes to that. Because Nikias means you totally, totally have no shaykhs to it. There's no shaykhs. There's no shaykhs. But you know from, okay, good, that could maybe be a terrorist. You know what it could look like. You did just asking, you wouldn't even be able to see it. I wouldn't be able to even see it in the other person. I hear it. I don't know. Good. It's a good aura. Halabai? Halabai, yes. Rabbi Wino. I was going to say one time that every question that somebody comes and he asks him, he tries to look at his life when he had a same problem. Right, right, exactly. So good, right? Right? Good. Uh, you see so much stuff, and like, all the days you see so much stuff, tell me what I'm going to Exactly. So you heard what Menachem just said? Menachem just said the problem. Menachem said the problem before you even asked the question. Menachem's it in a good way. Menachem is saying, every day we see so much stuff, so how am I, that's, the, that's part of the problem. Part of the problem is, is we see so much stuff and we're in everybody's business and we look around. It's not supposed to be like that way. That's very confusing. And the truth is, we probably have everything that everybody has. That's probably what it is. That's the generation we are. It's not like it used to be where, okay, I'm perfect with everything, and I've got to work on this. And this guy's perfect with everything, he's got to work on this. Everybody's loaded with everything. Everybody's got everything. But part of the problem is, you, we look all around. That's, part of the, that's the first problem, is we're looking all over the place. How could it be that Reb Chaim Kanievsky could sit in his little room and not look out anywhere? How could it be that Sadiqim, they're totally, they were totally, right, disconnected from everything, every person. They wouldn't see people. They mamash probably wouldn't even look and see anybody. Right, they say Reb Velvel Cheshen, he was one in that book, they have a book of the 36 Lamed Vav Tzadikim of Yerushalayim. Reb Velvel Cheshen was from the Tzadikim, from back in the day, I heard from his grandson, he said that they found when he died, he had sunglasses, and they didn't realize that he painted the inside also. He would walk around, he always had someone walking with him. He wouldn't look outside of himself. They say Baba Lazar also, Baba Lazar had a tunnel, right, the one who was murdered, Baba Sali's grandson, Baba Mayer's son. He had a tunnel, right, you know, remember, you heard of the Baba Lazar, remember? He was killed many years ago. Right, he was murdered by, by somebody. But they say he had a tunnel from his base medrash to his house. They say he never, ever, ever would look at anybody. He'd go in, he had his hood, he'd walk under, blah, blah, blah. That's purity. Here, we're, we're looking at this. I look at that guy, 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 I look at that. And then you have your phone, forget about that. Then you have the news, and you look at this thing, and you see this thing, you see that thing. So of course you're confused. Because what's the shot? We're talking confused. We're confused. That's why we see confusion. It's confusion. As opposed to, I gotta wake up in the morning. I don't wanna look at, right? I don't wanna look at, look at any, it's not even else, else uh, looking at things that are inappropriate. It's just looking at other people for no reason. You have no reason to look at other people. What are you looking at somebody else? 
For what reason? If it's not to say Shalom Aleichem. I heard a story. This story goes back 20. I'll end off with this. Oh, it's already 645. I'll end off with this story because I love this story. I remember I heard this back, Mamish, when I was a bacher. So you're talking about, I'm sorry to say how old I am. Right? So you're talking about, a close, about 30 years ago. 30 years ago, I remember hearing this story about a big machlekes in, I don't know if it was in Yerushalayim, in Israel somewhere, with two giant tzaddikim about the Eruv. Something about an Eruv. Okay? It's known, there's always machlekesim about the Eruv. And one of the rabbanim, or someone associated with the Rav, was seen on Shabbos, the one who said the Eruv is not good. And he saw him holding his talus. So he said to him, he said to him, how could you be carrying, with, right? How could you be carrying with the Erev? I thought you're Rebbe, I thought you hold that, right? So, and I remember what the guy said back to him. He responded to him, he says, huh, and what do you have business looking outside of your Daladamas? Who, who looks out? He was like telling him, you're worried about the Erev. Who's the fool who looks outside of his Daladamas? I always say the story, I always say the story of my grandfather. My grandfather was, was uh, from Europe. And, I'll, and, I'll, uh, and, and I remember we used to, as kids, right? Some of you have heard this from me. As kids, we would always joke when, when we would see, we lived in the same city, and he drove one of these big cars. And every time we'd, we'd, we'd see him, it was a small city, he grew up in Baltimore. So we'd see him many times. We'd come to the red light together. We'd be this, and us kids were screaming in the cars, 80s, 80s, 80, and he would, he would never, he'd always be sitting here, he'd always be sitting in his car, sitting there just like that, like this, and we never, I never understood it. We thought, okay, whatever, he's spaced out, he's this, how come he's not looking to the left, he's not looking to the right? And then I remember one sheer, it hit me, 10 years after he passed away, I was looking at a sheer, Masilzi Sharm actually, in Sharyash, uh, I remember it hit me, I was like, oh my gosh, it could be that piece of the Daladama. So I started talking about it. I said, oh my gosh, it's a generation thing. Our generation, our generation. You look all over the place. You can't even focus. You can't focus. I can't sit there, right, focus, looking over there, looking over there, looking behind you. I heard from Rabavram Shor, who's a big, big, big tzaddik. Rabavram Shor told me, I heard, I heard from him, from his mouth. He told me. I never learned how to drive a car. Why did I not learn how to drive a car? Because in order to learn how to drive a car, what do you have to do? You have to look all over the place. He says, I don't want to look all over the place. You have to look in the rear view mirror. You got to look over here. You got to look over your shoulder. You got to look all around, look all around, all around, all around. And what that does to a person is it makes him a sugar. Because he's looking at this one, and this one, and this one, and this one. Especially if you're working on yourself, then you're even more, you go even more, I gotta work on this, gotta work on this, gotta work on that, gotta work on that. As opposed to a person being able to stay within his, his own, his own. Imagine if you didn't look at someone, imagine what would happen if a person didn't look and didn't have conversations with somebody, you get nervous all day. You just spend time alone with yourself. Okay, we're getting into the next Shlav conversation. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Have a wonderful evening. Have a wonderful week. Shkoch. I feel like...